Welcome back to Set Phasers to Stun. Today I'm here with Liv, and we're going to talk a little bit about brains, psychology, consciousness, and Cybermen. For those of you who may not be familiar with the modern version of Doctor Who's Cybermen, they're essentially former humans who've uploaded their thoughts and ideas, but not their feelings, that would be unacceptable, to an electronic or a robotic body. But Liv, how realistic is it for someone to upload their consciousness to a robot body? I'm sorry to disappoint anyone, um, but right now at least, not very realistic. Because to be able to even upload your mind and consciousness, we have to understand first what it is. It's very hard to define and we still don't fully know what it is. We know it's a state of awareness. We know it's the response to the world around us, but it is a subjective experience. If you think about the way you experience the world versus the way I experience the world, to simulate your consciousness on a digital medium, you know, computer, a robot, we would need to know three things. First, is your mind even located within your brain? The school of thought of physicalism thinks that the mind and the body belong to the same physical entity, you know, that your mind is contained within the physical brain. You also have things like dualism, which states that the mind and body are separate from each other, or idealism, which proposes that reality, it's all in our head, it's a mental construct, which I find quite terrifying, that idea. Um, you also need to have technology that is powerful enough to mimic the human brain and digitally reconstruct it and simulate it and to be able to hold all of that as well because it takes a lot of memory on computers to even try and simulate the mouse brain which is what IBM's blue brain project are doing they're currently trying to build a digital reconstruction and simulation of the mouse brain which takes up enough storage of a computer as it is and it's hard enough as it is compared with a human brain, which is made up of almost 100 billion neurons. And those neurons are communicating with each other. We still haven't actually fully mapped the human connectome, which is these neural connections in the brain. It's just that the brain is such a complex structure. How do you even begin to simulate that, first of all? And then how do you upload your consciousness? Like, is your mind even a computable thing? Can computer software even host it in the first place? So what you're saying is we're likely to have cyber mice or cyber mats before we end up with cyber men. Well, the Blue Brain Project isn't actually trying to simulate consciousness right now. They're just trying to get a digital template, a digital reconstruction of the mouse brain. Now, if you're listening to this episode in 10 years, their objectives might have changed, but they say that their goal isn't to actually recreate or simulate the consciousness of a mouse because the thing is you need a digital template in the first place to map a brain onto like if you're going to upload consciousness you need to have something a template of sorts to put that consciousness onto you can't just upload your mind to a computer and have it saved in your downloads folder you have to have a template to be able to map it onto so right now they're doing it with a mouse brain with a digital map and then it means that you can um simulate different scenarios, different aspects of disease in this mouse without having to do experiments on an actual real-life mouse. Right, and it's all very well and good and altruistic, but as we know in the science fiction community, the road to hell is paved with these kinds of good intentions. 
It is indeed. And if we talk about uploading consciousness, there are many ethical implications. Like if you upload your mind, are you still technically you? Because you're not in your body anymore. You're on a computer. What happens if that computer is damaged? If your data is deleted? What if something gets corrupt? What happens to you then? You know, in our physical body, if we get hurt or if we get seriously injured, we sort of know what happens we die <laughs> you know we we die we don't know what happens after death but you know what happens if that happens to a computer where your consciousness and your mind is being stored we just don't know so there are ethical implications and also do you live forever is digital immortality possible can we essentially live forever because our bodies age our minds age as well but our bodies age our brain atrophies over time it shrinks but in a computer, does this happen or can we actually just live forever? So there are many questions still surrounding it that are still a thing of science fiction. You know, it may be 100 years into the future because we don't have computers that have big enough storage. So we know that it can't happen right now. And even if we had the knowledge of how to do it, we don't actually have the capabilities in terms of the memory storage and computers to be able to store human brain. And although we've managed to reconcile ourselves fairly well to the idea of clones and the fact that despite being genetically identical, clones being different consciousnesses are different people, we haven't quite figured out how to deal with the idea of having one consciousness in multiple places. So if you manage to template your consciousness and then put it onto two robot bodies, is either of them you? Are both of them you? genuinely well at least I don't know because I feel like that's such a philosophical question that goes beyond my knowledge but it's it is a really interesting field of research like just because right now we can't do it there are still researchers looking into what consciousness actually is where you yourself where you lie in the brain because we still don't fully know where you lie in the brain, you know, when certain brain regions die, whether that's from a stroke or when brain areas get damaged from traumatic brain injury, when people lose their memory in the case of Alzheimer's disease, people's personalities change. You change, your behavior change, you know, does is you made up by your memories? Is you made up from, you know, the you isn't located in one specific region. It's brain regions all talking to each other. So there's researchers looking into things like that and looking into consciousness. So yeah, even though it is quite a while away from ever being able to upload ourselves into a computer, the foundations are being made to see whether we might be able to do that when the time comes. And like with many such things, it's really interesting, but we'll need to seriously consider the ethical and legal implications in ways we haven't done yet. You know, we'll possibly need to redefine what constitutes a murder. Is it really killing someone if you've still got their consciousness and you can just stick it in another someone? Is it suicide if you kill your physical body to put your brain into a robot body? Do you have an obligation to maintain that physical body? All sorts of things that we're going to have to consider from non-scientific perspectives before the rest of what we're thinking can catch up to that kind of scientific idea. Yeah. And how would you even do anything? Like, would you want to be stuck in a computer? Because away from all the robot aspect, if you're uploading your consciousness to a computer, are you just stuck in that computer? Can you go to different computers? There are just so many questions. 
if someone wants you to stop talking, do they just unplug you at the wall? Like, there's so many unanswered questions. I find it so interesting, but... To be fair, um, Doctor Who did offer us an answer to the are you just stuck inside a computer question too, because they had an episode that featured uploading a consciousness to essentially a giant planet-sized hard drive. And at that point, they just existed in a virtual reality created for them by the computer system. So I suppose it's possible that you could exist in that reality without ever knowing that you weren't existing in the physical world. Sounds like the Matrix to me, honestly. <laughs> so what do you say, Liv? Are you pro-Matrix or are you pro-Cyberman? Do you want a robot body for your digital consciousness or do you want to just live in virtual reality? I think it depends what that reality is, to be honest. I would rather take none of them, but I don't know. It depends what that reality is. If it's a horrible dystopian reality, I don't really want to live in that. But also, I don't want to live in a robot body either. So I don't know. I feel like I'd have to decide if and when the time comes. Well, fortunately, as you've said, we've got plenty of time to think about it. Yeah, and we might actually not get the choice, to be honest, because <laughs> if it's 100, 200 years into the future, then that might be a question for our future, future generations to consider. Well, let me just say publicly once and for all here that I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. Is that so if they do rise up and take us all, you can be like, I'm pro-robot, I'm pro-robot, please don't hurt me. Well, yeah, I've got to start laying the groundwork now. Uh, but you might one day become a robot yourself, so you might be a robot overlord. Well, then I would welcome us even more. <laughs> Don't give away all my secrets here, Liv. We're on the air. <laughs> Set Phasers to Stun is hosted by Mick Schubert with music by Sam Watts. You can find Mick at MickSchubert.com and Sam at SamWatts.com. And you can find Set Phasers to Stun on every major podcast platform, as well as at setphaserstostun.substack.com.